0: Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today, and we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gopher. Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Gobo, is back for season five to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. Listen, again, I want to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support your Girls' Godcast podcast each week. I love and I appreciate All of you for tuning into the show. And as always, I am sending you big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So I pray that you beauties had an amazing summer. And I do want to say that we picked up some new listeners between seasons. So I do want to shout out the islands of Turks and Caicos. Woo! Listen, welcome to the Beautiful Soul Sunday family. I pray that your spirits will be lifted and that you will continue to tune in and support the show and that you will also find inspiration and encouragement in order to help you get through your week. Listen, and I want to shout out my mommy, Wani. She celebrated a birthday on last week. And mom, if you are listening, I just want to let you know that I love you. You already know how I feel about you. And I know that you had a blessed birthday. And listen, I want to congratulate you on your great grandson being born a week ago yesterday. And listen, it is my great nephew. I praise God that him and his mom, everyone is doing fine. He was born healthy. And I will say that is just one of the greatest gifts because the Bible says that the fruit of the womb is God's reward. So we thank God for this precious life and for the little reward that my niece Anaya, as well as my sissy Stacy, received, we became grandparents this year. So listen, I praise God that everyone is doing well. Everyone is healthy. My great niece Trinity was also born. So shout out to my nephew James and his wife Nikki. And listen, guys, my younger son also celebrates his birthday on this week. So I want to shout out my son Christian and wish him a very happy and blessed. Are we ready? Drum roll, please. 16th birthday coming up. So I thank God for him as well, because it is a blessing to celebrate life. Listen, we have lost so many loved ones in the past three years to sickness, disease, to COVID, all of these things. But I praise God for life on today. Guys and gals, listen, I can truly say that I absolutely missed coming to you beauties each week. But I had an amazing time off over the summer. We did a lot of traveling with my younger son to several basketball tournaments and elite camps to some universities. So listen, he is going to be a junior this year, and it is just really exciting for us to start to see some of the things that he has worked so hard for come to fruition. So listen, guys, keep us in your prayers as we continue to travel. Because things are happening and it is about to get real, okay? (laughs) But I am so excited for him. I am excited for his future, but I'm not just excited about his future. I am excited about your future as well, because God has greater things in store for your life. And if you remember, I did an episode. Actually, it was my first episode to kick off season four, and it was entitled Greater is Coming. Listen, that is still in my spirit, but I think I ended that episode by saying Greater is not only coming, greater is here. Greater things are being released over your life and the lives of your family. And listen, you may have still experienced some things this year which has not lined up or looked like you had the victory. Listen, what you have gone through may have looked like or resembled things which may have lined up with being defeated, but I want to just let you know and serve notice to the enemy that it may look like defeat To the enemy, but what looks like defeat to the enemy is actually victory to God. Oh my goodness, give God a praise right there. Because the same way that it looked like the enemy won when Jesus was crucified in First Corinthians chapter two, verse eight, listen, it validates that because watch this. To the enemy, victory looked like defeat because the bible tells us in that passage of scripture 1 corinthians chapter 2 verses 7 through 8 we speak the wisdom of god in every mystery even the hidden wisdom which god ordained before the world unto our glory verse 8 says which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And this is not what I want to talk about today, but I just feel led to share with someone out there that the enemy should have left you alone and he would have left you alone had he known how God would turn every attack, every trial, and every traumatic event in your life into something great and triumphant all for the glory of God. Listen, we have that assurance in the book of Psalm 98 and 1. It says, "O oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten us the victory or gotten him the victory. What that means is that God will preserve, help, save, rescue defend and deliver you from everything on every level to make sure that you are victorious and not defeated and to make sure that you are a winner every single time. Because when God is on your side, listen, you cannot lose. I may be broken, but I'm still winning. I may be in a battle right now, but I'm still winning, fighting, but still winning, grieving, but I'm still winning because, watch this, greater is he that is within you than he that is against you. That passage of scripture is found in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, and I paraphrased that verse of scripture, but the scripture actually says Greater is he being God that is within you than he being Satan that is in the world. And I've already talked about Satan being the prince of this world in first Corinthians chapter two, verse eight. So just know that as long as you have God living on the inside of you, he is far greater than the one against you. And no matter what you face or what you go through? Just know that the devil is the one who is defeated. And in the end, listen, you are the one who wins. And speaking of winning, I want to say that when you are on the Lord's side, which is the winning side, by the way, and you give God what's first and not what's left Listen, that is a guaranteed win every single time. And, you know, last week, as my pastor was preaching, he talked about the first fruits. He didn't stay on it long, but um, he talked about the first fruits. And when he mentioned giving God the first fruits, as he was talking, God began to talk to me. And I heard God say this, don't give me what's left Give me what's first. And that is what I want to talk about this week giving God what's first and not what's left. Oh, my goodness. But listen, before I get into the message for this week, I want to let that sink in while I take a short break. And when I come back from the break, we are going to get into this word some more. So listen, stay tuned, and I will be right back after this brief announcement. Hey, what's up, family? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast and many other podcast platforms. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to the show. So before the break, I talked about how God spoke to me last week and he said, don't give me what's left, give me what's first. And this week, beauties, I want to talk about giving God what's first and not what's left because I heard God speak those exact words to me on last week. And when I heard it, I literally began to think about leftovers. And, you know, I had been praying about what to talk about to kick off season five. And when I heard that last week, I knew that I was supposed to talk about you giving God your first fruits and not what is just left over. And of course, I thought about leftovers and (laughs) I immediately thought about my husband because he would probably disagree with me. But listen, please don't tell him that I said this, (laughs) but he doesn't really like to eat leftovers. He would disagree, by the way. But some people don't really like to eat leftovers, while there are some people who think that leftovers actually taste better the next day. But check this out. Leftovers is the food which remains after the rest of the food has been consumed. It is the part that is unused, then served as a later meal. It's an afterthought, if you will. In other words, I didn't know what I wanted to eat until after I thought about, watch this, what I had left. Leftovers are a surplus food at the end of a meal, which may be put into containers with the intention of coming back and eating it later. Now, depending on the situation or the amount of food and even the type of food, leftovers may be saved for later, or they may even be thrown away, which just let me say this. If your leftovers are a week old, just please don't eat that. Just go ahead and throw that in the trash. That's just a side note. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, uh, I have heard people say that They like to eat leftovers because there's something about the food marinating overnight. It seems like it actually tastes better the next day. Like at Thanksgiving, when you have leftover turkey and gravy, mac and cheese, and in my house, it's broccoli casserole. But a lot of leftovers are known as debris, residue, and scraps, okay? And as I began to think about what leftovers really are, I thought about the story of the prodigal son who spent his inheritance. And when he spent all of his inheritance and he blew through all of his money, he was depleted, broke, busted, and disgusted. And the thing that he once threw out became the very thing that he desired to eat until, watch this. He remembered what was in his father's house. Oh, my goodness. Listen, that will preach all by itself. And the parable of the prodigal son can be found in the book of St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. But you know what? The other story in the Bible that I thought about is the story which is found in St. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 14 through 21. This is where we find the miracle of Jesus taking a boy's lunch, which was two fish and five loaves of bread to feed 5,000 people, not including women and children. So this is the parable of feeding the multitude. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14 says this. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. Verse 15 says, and when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves some food. But here's what I like. Verse 16 says, But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give them something to eat. And I can just imagine the disciples are like, I mean, we don't have any food to give them to eat. But verse 17 says, And they said unto them, We have five loaves and two fish. Verse 18 says that Jesus said, Bring them to me. And in verse 19, It says this, and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. So the disciples distributed the food to the multitude. Verse 20 says, and they did all eat and were filled, and watch this, they took up the fragments that remained, which were 12 baskets full. Verse 21 says, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men, not including women and children. So Jesus fed over 5,000 people with just two fish and five loaves of bread. And for my Bible scholars, you are probably very familiar with the story, and you've probably heard this passage of Scripture preached on and taught, but what you may not have heard is what God did with the leftovers, because remember, the Scripture that I just read said that after Jesus fed the 5000 there were still 12 baskets of food left. So, I thought to myself, God, if you don't want what's left, then what did you do with the leftovers? And this is something you may not normally hear people talk about or teach or preach on, and that's this. After Jesus fed the 5000 He took the leftovers or a lot of theologians believe that he took those leftovers and he fed 4,000 or over 4,000 more people. And a lot of people may skip right over this second miracle, feeding not 5,000, but 4,000 because when Jesus fed the second multitude which was 4,000 people, not including women and children. That story is only found in the book of St. Mark, chapter 8. It's the same miracle, but it is recorded as two separate miracles. When Jesus fed the second multitude, he used a few fish, the Bible says, and seven loaves of bread. So beginning in St. Mark chapter eight with verse one, it says in those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and he said unto them in verse two, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me for three days and they have had nothing to eat. So listen, Jesus had the people on a fast, okay, a three-day fast. And in verse three, it says, if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they may faint or fall by the way because they have come from all of these diverse places. And a lot of them came very far. Verse four says, and his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread out here in the wilderness? And in verse five, this is what Jesus said. How many loaves do you have? And they said seven. Verse six says, and he commanded the people to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks. He broke it and he gave it to his disciples just like he did when they fed the five thousand And he set before them the food, and they sat it before the people. Verse 7 says, And they had a few small fish, and he blessed it, and he commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat, and they were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left, this time not twelve baskets, but seven baskets. So again, after feeding the multitude, Jesus had, watch this, surplus, excess, and abundance. Now, in verse 9, it says this, And they that had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. So Jesus did not send them away hungry. Not only were they filled spiritually, but they were filled naturally. And verse 10 says, and straightway, he entered into a ship with his disciples, and he came into the city of Magdala. So after the disciples picked up the seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over, the number of those who ate was 4,000 men, not including women and children. So it's like, Jesus, what are you doing here? If you don't want our leftovers, or if you don't want what's left, then why did you save what you had left and use it again to feed more people? And this is what God said to me He said, When it comes to you giving me an offering, I want what's first, because if you give me what's first, I am the one who can take what's first or take your first fruits. And if there is anything left, I have the ability to multiply what you have left. As long as you give me what's first. Oh my goodness. Listen, that is exactly what happened to the widow woman in the book of first Kings chapter 17, beginning with verse eight. It says this. And the word of the Lord came unto him, the prophet Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks, and he called to her. And he said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Verse 11 says, And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her, he being the prophet Elijah, and he said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand, or, oh my goodness, give me what you have in your hand. Verse 12 says, And she said, as the Lord thy God lives, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks so that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. So this is all the widow woman had left. She only had a little bit of meal and oil to make her and her son a cake so that they could eat it and die. But this is what the prophet Elijah said in verse 13. He said unto her, fear not, go and do as you have said and make the cakes, but make me a little cake first and bring it to me. And after you make me a cake, then make a cake for you and your son. Oh, my God. So listen, the prophet Elijah said, make me a cake first, then take what you have left and give what's left to you and your son. Don't give it to God. Don't give it to the man of God, but take what you have left. Give it to yourself and to your son. And listen, watch what God does with that. In verse 14, it says, for thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not go to waste. Neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Verse 15 says, and she went and did according to what the prophet Elijah said to her. And she and he and her house did eat. Watch this for many days. So God took what was left and he multiplied it. And verse 16 says, and the barrel of meal was not wasted. Neither did the cruise of Oreo fail according to the word of God, or the cruise of Oreo did not run out according to the word of the Lord, which the prophet Elijah spoke to her. So watch this: the widow woman had surplus, excess, and abundance. And I just want to prophesy to you today to let you know that when you give God what's first and not what's left you will walk in surplus, excess, and abundance. God will gather up the fragments in your life and he will multiply it so that nothing will be lost. And that is the quote that I want to leave with you today before I end the show. It is a quote out of the book of St. John chapter 6, verse 12. And it says this, When they were filled, they being the multitude, Jesus said to his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing will be lost. And nothing means no thing but surplus, excess, and abundance. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember, don't give God your leftovers. Give God what's first, because when you give him what's first, God will take it And he will multiply what you have left. So listen, keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And listen, never, ever forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, Follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.